0: Unsanctioned Women's UCI Cycling Show. My name is Dan and with me to make 2015 the best 2015 it can possibly be is my dear friend Sarah. How are you Sarah?
1: I am all good. I I don't know. I, it's that weird time, isn't it, where the cycling season hasn't started yet, but we've had the t- Ladies Tour of Qatar and we've had, um, you know, we've had other, we had World Tour Salvador, and it's it's really really strange. When when do you think the season starts, Daniel?
0: I don't know. It's weird, but particularly for me because you know we've had um, Australian Nationals and um, the NRS season has um, already started, so we've had a couple of races on the on the domestic scene. So it kind of it, it just it is one of those weird ones where I guess we're sort of technically in the preseason, but it's like the it's like the it's like when they play pre-season matches anyway and and stuff. I guess the official season is always going to start with the spring classics, though, isn't
1: it? So which one though? Which one exactly? Where do you start your season? Because I know where my start of season starts, and that's later this month.
0: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um. I, I kind of, I actually kind of want to, I know you want me to answer with a race, but I kind of want to answer flippantly with like, um, my season starts with the first frozen eyeballs of the year,
2: <laughs>
0: but that's really, that's really mean and wrong. And also it doesn't happen every year. So that would be a really bad way to start your season, <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're saying, uh, hit news blood is, is when the season starts. Yeah.
1: Yeah, omnipet Pet Noisblatt is my is my season season opener. Yes, but I mean it's, it's interesting. So yeah, we've had the Aussie races and they were some great races, weren't they? You had the Bay Crips, which I love, 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 love the Bay Crips, and then we had um, the Cadell Evans Great Ocean Road Race. Oh no, what else did we had before that? We had the Santos yep, Winners that. Tour Down Under,
2: yep.
1: and then the Cadell Evans Great Ocean Road Race, and then all the Aussie riders hopped over to Qatar as you do.
0: Well, you know, you've got to stop over somewhere on the way anyway, and it's usually a choice between Bangkok or um, somewhere in the Emirates or, or whatever, and Qatar is basically right next door to the Emirates, so why not stop over there for a couple of days? Also, um, having seen the videos of, like, the hotel that they put them up in and stuff, like, who wouldn't? <laughs> Man, someone just... someone says to me, break your, your 26-hour flight to Europe up with a three-day or four-day stopover In this luxurious $1,100 a night hotel. (laughs) I was like, yes?
1: (laughs) Okay yeah um so let's just before we go on to qatar what we're going to talk about today we've got like basically a mixed bag of stuff what we have liked in january um we haven't podcasted since um since christmas eve i guess yeah and so we're going to talk about qatar we're going to talk about things around the cyclocross world champs a little bit more cyclocross i know dan doesn't want to but i'm going to make him a bit of paracycling a bit of track what's coming up basically um and with the various other news interesting stuff we've seen around the web um um, that kind of thing. And how to play our favourite virtual director sportif game.
0: Indeed, indeed. Um, I'm also just going to, off the bat, beg a little bit of indulgence if I wind up sounding weird in the podcast, because as part of my awesome Christmas New Year's break, I wound up getting really sick and destroying my throat. So that was really cool. Um, but let, let's, let's, <laughs>
2: let's Sorry.
0: get into it. It's the it's the sympathy from, from my best friend on the other side of the world that got me through
1: <laughs> To be fair, that sympathy didn't did, did consist of Go to the doctor What's wrong with you, Ben? Go to the doctor Well, it was a
0: sore throat It was Boxing Day I, I tried to do what any reasonable person would do and drink my way through it
1: Dan genuinely nearly died of tonsillitis, so I'm, like, I have... Look, all I'm out. saying
0: is when you do finally go to the doctor and they look at your throat and their first words are, fuck, you're going to hospital, mate.
1: He's uh, <laughs> done one more day and his tonsil would have exploded and given him blood poisoning and peritonitis and things I mean,
0: like that. I'm not, I'm not joking either. My doctor did actually literally go, Fuck.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I've never seen one that big. Yeah. Is, well, is, no, is
0: he, no, he was. He was like, I actually normally, normally when you get swollen tonsils, he's like they're bigger than usual. Sometimes they even touch. He's like yours aren't even touching. They're just meshed together in one giant tonsil mass at the back. So there.
1: basically, my lack of sympathy comes from
0: oh my God. Why? <laughs> well, why but,
1: did you let it get it, so bad, it, Daniel? It was a two <laughs> for
0: two, because then I did go to the hospital, and the admitting doctor took a look, and again, first word was fuck. Followed by, are you sure you're not having difficulty breathing? <laughs> which, which I was like, I was until now. Um,
2: I uh, don't know.
1: <laughs> so that was Daniel's exciting adventures over Christmas. Um, and that's why one of the reasons we haven't been podcasting, because the man can't speak. But I um, that just means all the more room. For he won't be able to interrupt me anymore. Uh,
2: well, I will,
0: just with coughing noises and, and ch- so.
1: The tour of Qatar, the, the ladies tour of Qatar is run by the ASO. It's it's in the desert. Um, it's actually always got an absolute ton of media because media people go out there and they stay for the women's tour and the men's tour. So there were tons of amazing photo essays and uh, Ruler magazine did backstage you know, backstage articles and diff- every day doing something different, like you know, shadowing a Swanny and going in the director's car and stuff like that. So, but... But, but it's kind you of, know, frust- one of, it's been one of frustrating my this things,
0: year. Though, well, I was going to say, one of my favourite things is that obviously ASO listened really closely to us last year talking about how awesome it was that they provided live coverage of the racing in Qatar and how they could just roll that out to their other races because clearly they had practice. And so this year they did decide to bring Qatar in, in line with all their other races and keep it consistent.
1: <laughs> yeah it's interesting because two years ago it was on al jazeera um and that was a free stream all around the world and, and it's mm. in arabic and i'm all down for watching races in in host countries languages i really actually enjoy it and then last year it was on b and sport and And we were like going, and you're sitting there watching the the commentators go. We're going to be live today. Like, where, where? Could you just ask your producer where, please? Just tell us where. Where are you going to be live? Um, They're they're
0: trying a new media strategy of not telling you.
1: (laughs) uh, But even uh, we had a joke about the. I have a joke about the the Twitter Internet Detective Club. You know, we're like, there's like a load of it. We're at Twitter Women's Cycling Internet Detective Club. There's like a little handful of us who are basically completely obsessives. It sounds, who, like, a,
0: sounds like a series of Enid Blyton books.
1: Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. And we're except, well, maybe not Enid Blyton, but you know, yes, that genre. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and we're like, if we can't find it, and we've got really good, you know, we've got like really good, lists and resources and bookmarks and we know this stuff and we're good at this stuff if we can't find it how can anyone else so it's kind of like oh god so, yeah, so basically we didn't get to. The, so last year it was on BN, and there were tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of streams because BN basically showed football. So there are pirate streams everywhere. This year, no pirate streams, and it wasn't actually on the schedule. So I'm really sorry if you went onto our site, prowomencycling.com, and we're going, yeah, Sarah, streams wonderful. I'm so sorry. There weren't. Um, there is, I have seen the entire first stage. TV coverage in Arabic is online, which I've put on our blog. However, the first stage was this weird thing, Qatar with no wind.
0: Yeah, that was – actually, this, this whole year, there was a lot less wind than I'm used to expecting you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, what we know about Qatar, what do you know about Qatar? It's stompity, 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 stomp. No wind, no curse in Like, this isn't Qatar. Something's no, wrong. We're no, in the, of the universe.
0: It's very strange. Like, this is like, this is like, um, it, it's like summer Dutch racing is what you expect from Qatar. All the Dutchies get super excited because they're like, yeah, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be like Zealand, you know? It's just gonna be super wind all the time. I'm gonna hurt you all and put you in the gutter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Come on, Spring Classics. This is going to be yeah. really, really painful. And all the Italian riders are going, oh, my God, please, no, this is going to be awful. You're going to drop me at mm. kilometre 12, and then I'm going to spend the entire day battling the wind. And what's worse is I'm going to have be, been the one who saw that wheel the gap between your wheel and my wheel was two inches there, and then fuck, I or I was just behind yeah. someone else, and she didn't go hard enough, and I tried, and yeah. oh my god, and then, and, then then I was, and then it was
0: three inches, and then it was half a foot, and then uh, you were two miles up the road, fuck,
1: yeah, I, yeah, and then and then I and then someone crashed into me, and oh my god, help, yeah. So it's it's one of those races where I think it's a lot of fun if you're in the front group, mm. quite a lot less if you're anywhere else.
0: Indeed, indeed. Um, And and it's also, like, I think it was also, like, that was demonstrated for me quite well with, um, I'm sure you were going to get onto this later on anyway, but Valentina Scandalara from Irica has made a series of, Perhaps the best behind the scenes race videos ever made, possibly. I
1: I actually put a post on my blog about about this because I was so excited about those videos. They was so good.
0: But that that pre stage one when she's talking to Luce, and (laughs) I just loved the matter of factness, and it sums up everything, like you were saying, that you assume about Qatar racing, where they're sitting there at breakfast and she's like, So, you know, what happens if there's a lot of wind and Luce has just like got this sort of almost dark, You know, medieval going to war kind of grin on her face. We put it in the gutter, (laughs) and you can just you can taste the 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 relish and the sense of I'm gonna hurt people today,
1: kind of behind it, you know. I think I like, there was another, and, and Luce is one of the biggest, Luce is one of the tactically best riders out there. She's really, really strong, really, really road captain. So I love the bit where, where Valo was asking, I think it was Alla Cipollini, yes, so, you know, what's your plan today? Are oh, we follow Oracle. She's like, oh, you follow Valentina. And they're like, we follow Hollow <laughs> yeah.
0: That was, that was actually the subtitles that she did on on those things were just hilarious. Um I mean, do we wanna talk about I have I've mentioned them. Should we talk let's talk about the race and then we can rave about our favourite bits of those videos, but those videos are okay. fucking brilliant.
1: Yeah. So stage one, no win, people have tried to attack of course they try to attack it's when it's cycling, but it came down to a bunch sprint won by Annalisa Cucinotta of who's just joined Ali Cipollini with Giorgio Bronzini second and another um another uh, Ali Cipollini, Marta Tagliaferro in the third. And this is the weirdness. An all-Italian podium at the Tour of Qatar. What's going on?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, um, I it just unexpected is, is the word, I suppose.
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, so weird way to start it. Um, uh, you know, Cucinotto in the best young rider jersey, the GC leader jersey, and everyone's just going, what what? I don't understand. But stage two. Now, I if, if if the internet fairies grant my wish and give me one more stage video, the one I want to see is stage two because I think they attacked at kilometer five. Oh, why'd they wait so long? <laughs> I think they actually attacked when the road went over a when the when the when the race went over like a little road bridge over a railway. Oh right, so it was was, Queen of the Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Basically, basically. But I think it was Gracie Elvin's video where there's Gracie Elvin, there's 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 Chloe Hosking's blogs, Gracie Elvin's videos, where I think it's Gracie talking about being. I thought something was going to happen, and oh my god, I just raced to get up there. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. Well that, and, that and that's it. She car. said she said, um, what was it? The the neutral the neutral flag went up and it started getting a bit nuts. And so she started moving to get to the front. Um and basically got there just as it split. Yeah. <laughs> and so she was like, Yeah, I um I just made it.
1: and Chloe has a talk about getting into one getting into the splits I think it might have been on day three where she's like literally was the last person to get into the split she said she's she just like basically sprinted up to get into the split and then she's trying to get into the echelon and she's like oh my goodness please let me in and Amy Peters lets her in and she's like oh thank you (laughs) because it's it's hard it's harmless stage two is proper Qatar racing have you seen the highlights video of the final run-in of stage two because it got basically you start off with about a 16 woman break and then it gets down to six. And those six have Lizzie Armitstead and Ellen Van Dyke from Bowles Dolmans, and Emma Johansson and, you know, riders, you know, basically riders like that. Actually, yes, I've got it here. Lisa Longo-Borghini, Chloe Hosking, Lizzie Armitstead, Trixie Warwick, Ellen Van Dyke. And you're like, that is one hell of a final break. Mm-hmm. and behind and, and but the interesting thing about that is how few pure sprinters there are there there's only chloe hosking who's like a pure sprinter in that yeah. in that like little group of six and then but and then behind them the people who've been in the 16 include loose loose of course and Marta takia ferro and gracie elbin Tif, tiffany cromwell amy peters valet yoline dora yeah, that's that's like that's like you it's full of classics riders. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Those are the classics riders. There's Emmy Johansson, who's probably after you know, with Voss the most consistent rider in the world, Lizzie Armistead who won the World Cup, Ellen mm. Van Dyke who won Flanders, Trixie, most aggressive in the world ever, Elisa, you know. All of them all of them bar all of them bar tri- all of them bar trick bar all of them have won a in that group Bar, bar Chloe have won a World Cup.
2: Oh really?
0: Mm. Wow!
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. Mm. okay. Six?
0: So, so, okay. So, heading into our VDS discussion, you're you're putting a star next to Chloe's name, huh? This is her year.
1: Um, Paul. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, you heard I, first actually, from Sarah. Chloe's no. going to everything this year. Well, no, 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 no. I don't. No, no. That's not. What I'm saying it's interesting because the World Cup's changed. So before, I'd go. ha, <laughs> there's only one race for Chloe to win, and that's Ming. And this year, they've added Sparkass and Giro to that as well so there's two chances for sprinters to win world cups and also i am quite sad about this ronda van drenter which is known for its gorgeous three times over the Vanberg, you know, massive cobbles mm. fake mountain made of of landfill and they've taken out the last Vanberg route and turning it into a you know sprint at the end you know like lots of laps yeah, or flat yeah. circuits at the end which i can kind of see why they do it it's better for spectators but it's it's a shame because that was all about the attack and it might be another sprinter's i don't know i love i love drenter it's i i'm kind of it's not that i'm purist purist but it, it doesn't feel right to turn drenter from a you know you go once over the Vanberg and then you attack get, then you do with the circuit rounds, you know around the town for your finish line then you do another time over the Vanberg, and then you scream into the finish is how it should be
0: Anything. yeah yeah but then again but that's cycling, the odds, isn't it? well it is cycling and also the odds are still pretty good that give us a couple of months we'll come back in and be like oh my god that was an amazing race i hope so
1: i hope so yeah, I hope so, yeah. so did, did you see the um did you see this the highlights from stage two
0: uh i i did but i honestly i have the sprint from stage four so so fixed in my mind that i'm i'm, confu- I'm mentally confusing them
1: oh because stage two basically you've got these six riders and ellen goes early and behind them, they've got that that oh right, five riders behind you. One of them's Lizzie Armistead, Le- Ellen's teammates. You know, mm-hmm. and we all know what Lizzie can do. And and there's just and Ellen's got this. There's something about watching. I can never get tired of watching Ellen when she's out solo and she's time traveling. She just has that. I want to. It's like it's like a Valkyrie or like a Berserker warrior. She just has that grin. It's the same thing about Kirsten They both have that stompy 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 massive grin just just they're hurting themselves and they love it and they want to hurt themselves more and they love it and it's just that berserker fury of yes I am (laughs) going to do this and it's so beautiful to watch it's really kind of exultant and uh, that was just yeah and behind her there's this like half Desperate urge to get back onto her wheel and then desperate urge to drop each other, and then cat and mousing going on. And occasionally, someone will siss up a little bit. And because you know, hell, I'm not dragging you to the line. And yeah, so, um, Ellen won, um, three seconds behind her, Trixie Warwick. And three seconds doesn't sound like very far, but when you're racing solo in Qatar, Qatari headwind, you know, Qatari wins. There's so, a Trixie Warwick in second, Lizzie said in third, Chloe Hosking fourth, Johansson fifth, and Longo Borghini dropped uh, nine seconds behind um, in sixth. Wow. Oh, so beautiful. Just that's, that's what I love about Qatar.
0: Indeed, indeed. Um, which, uh, I mean, it, after, after, particularly after stage one, being so devoid of wind was good to, to see.
1: Yeah, so stage three was, um, stage three also, basically there was attacks, 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 um, but it kind of coming back together again, again, not much wind to help, and it ended up with a group of 27, well, I'd say about 30, well, probably about 34, but, you know, 27 finished together, more or less, and that was another sprint, which I wish I could see, but the highlights for some reason don't show up. I it. know,
0: that really weirded me out, that the highlights for stage three were not,
2: that
1: no so it was won by lizzie arbutstead um mm. shelly old's in her new brand new team Bigler in second and lucinda brand in third chloe Hosking for pascal Julian fifth and yeah and that i wish i could tell you more about it man but yeah well i, I mean know. the only
0: other thing i know about stage three was that there was a couple of nasty crashes um,
1: oh yeah and i mean in state qatar is always all about the crashes because the roads are horrible you know they're covered in there's the wind from the desert pushes stuff across them yeah and in stage 1 poor 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 unluckiest woman in the peloton sharon laws crashing out with a broken collarbone and sternum yeah. i suspect to oh poor sharon um and then in stage three, Elisa Longo-Borghini was out with a concussion.
0: Yeah, yeah, she went down quite hard. Um, the Wiggle Honda video, they say she got back on the bike, seemed okay, and, and actually finished the stage. But when she got to the finish, she wasn't sure what day it was and, and was having trouble remembering things and, and stuff. So had to go to hospital and, with a concussion, um, which is not good.
1: Oh God! I hope she's okay because Mm. I mean, poor Elisa. She had her twenty. She had her twenty thirteen kind of scuppered by, um, scuppered by breaking. You know, for that terrible accident in Nationals um, Mm. where she broke her shoulder. You know, where she broke her shoulder and ripped ripped her stomach open and stuff. And yeah, I hope that she recovers in time for the classics. But also, I hope that she doesn't push herself too hard because concussions, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely um i I did i don't know i i'm i'm probably going to struggle with trying to explain this properly so just bear with me a second because i don't mean it in a bad way but i was kind of impressed and appreciated the wiggle video from that stage just because it showed a bit of the raw and real emotion of the team too you know when the riders were getting off their bikes and telling each other what had happened and and stuff. It, it's just uh, I, I know that might sound really voyeuristic, but I liked the honesty of it. You know, like
1: yeah, and they they seem to kind of cover the lines. So I was a bit worried because they're showing Audrey Cordon, who's one of Elise's best friends in the in the team, um, walking up towards the ambulance and getting into the ambulance to talk to her. And I was like, oh shit, I don't want them to go into the ambulance. Mm. I don't think Mm. it's right. If someone's, because one of the things I find problematic about showing people with concussion is that obviously they're not in their right mind. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and you don't, and I don't really want to see that, I guess I want. And so that kind of thing where Audrey, where they followed Audrey up, Audrey gets into the van and shuts the door behind her. Yeah. The ambulance, and I don't know whether that was. I, I'd like. I also think you know maybe. May, I, you know, would, would the camera have gone in if possible, or was it Audrey? No.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. either way, it was the right thing. You know, I think it was. I. You know, like, it just feels to me like that was as well done as you could with with the subject matter and and what had happened. You know.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and so yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, a quick recovery for Elisa. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um. And, and then
0: stage four, what happened in stage four? Well, see, we're, we're set up now for a pretty, pretty tight race. Cause there's only, I think there was less than 10 seconds from first to third, wasn't there on the overall yeah, GC? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so and two of those were, two of those were bowls.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Two of those are bowls, And I think there's only, I think, I think Chloe was at eight and Ellen was at nine or something like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so they were super close anyway. Um, and so so it really came down to this last day and and to whether or not um, it could be held to a sprint um, and obviously that was going to depend on the wind um, so again I've only seen the highlights so you you may you may have more to add to this but um, it, well
1: it was solid headwind I think I think they yeah. tried to get away and there was an attack and, and Lizzie got up the road at one point with um, I can't remember who else was in it but Chloe was with her too in like a break of four mm. And it was kind of yeah, it was kind of a test. But it's that circuit, it's that, that kind of Doha Doha Corniche circuit that's that's very that's traditionally been very hard to get away on. You yeah, know, it, yeah. it's But it's it's again screaming mad, and and I think it was like a basically pretty much the entire peloton, um, uh, you know, in in ending up in a bunch of sprints. But yeah. do you want to describe the bunch of sprints?
0: Yeah. Well, pretty much. I mean, uh, it, it was it. You know, certainly, certainly most of the peloton. Um, and then, um, I'm not sure exactly how far out, but let's let's say a couple of hundred metres out, Lizzie starts to jump, decides to go for it. Um, and obviously that's do or die for, for Chloe who gets out behind her but, um, but you know, is, is a little bit on the back foot. And you can see, particularly from the overhead camera, Lizzie's got a good sort of bike length and change. And Chloe shuts that down and manages to bring it all the way back. And it wound up being not quite but very close to a photo finish um, with probably, I'd say, you know, maybe three inches in it. At the mm. at the end it was it really was down to a bike throw where Lizzie uh, just managed to nudge her her wheel just far enough ahead to take it on the line
1: and um, and win yeah uh, yeah winning the race winning winning the stage winning the race Lizzie mm. Albert said first victory of the year that's a good way to start isn't it winning your first race
0: isn't it um, though and you know i I, I feel for Chloe because I mean she talks about this race quite a lot and obviously coming from from Australian nationals and stuff you're kind of feeling like you've, you've built up a good good base of form and stuff and and um, to, to go that close is is amazing you know like what a what a great finale for the whole race to, to yeah. be that close to it and I did like um, the footage after the race of, of her being interviewed where she said you know I was beaten by the better rider on the day i've got no regrets about it you know I, I gave it everything and came up you know two and a half inches short or whatever
1: mm. Yeah, this is, this is this is what she says about the race on her Twitter account after Stage 2, oh, the strange obsession with the ladies tour of Qatar, this is on her blog it may have started in 2009 when I didn't get selected in the Australian national team to compete in the first edition of the tour then again it may have started when I finished third in my first ever stage of the tour and in my first ever official race with my new professional team HTC High Road, the following year come to think of it, it may also have started in 2013 when I lost the yellow jersey because of a puncture in the last kilometre of the penultimate stage, what the reason i'm sure you get the point
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes yes she kind of cares about this race (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah yeah and she's very interesting in her blog because she's talking about you know there's there's it is it, very interesting and talks, you know, she's talking about what it means for riders. You know, this is the, if this is your first race of the season, it's your first time to see whether everything you've done over the winter is, is, is okay. Whether, mm, you know, mm. I mean, I know she's been racing in Aussie down in Aussie, but that's, that's, and it, and it's got some real superstars racing us in Australia. Sure. But, it,
0: but it's a different level of racing. You know, this is yeah. the first chance to really rub shoulders with your peers and see if you're on track with the rest of them, you know?
1: Yeah. So here's, um, so this is a this is the first stage was somewhat similar to what I imagine giving five shots of espresso each to a group of four year olds and then letting them loose in a china store. The nervous <laughs> energy in the bunch created so much tension it was like everyone was riding with straight arms and even the slightest movement sent a tidal wave through the bunch. The amount of front wheels I heard go to pedals, frames, and back wheels was unnerving.
0: That's <sighs> that's not a sound I would you know. Ugh. <sighs>
1: No. So yeah, so that was Qatar. Qatar, um mm. we talked about valet videos, but, I mean so Oh man, think... those
0: videos, those videos are
1: incredible.
0: I mean, they're just the perfect little bite-sized chunks of all sorts of different elements of of um, you know, the going on behind the scenes.
2: I and mean, what were your favourite
1: seen... bits? I've never I've never seen videos like I've never seen Rider videos like those ones. I was trying to put I was like, you know, and, and I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to work it out because it's just it's just that little I mean they're not the best produced videos. They're lovely. They're they're wonderful. That I think that adds to their like little idiosyncratic charm and, and when she's like leaning over the front seat of the car to film herself and Marv Barris, it's like Valley sit down and put your seatbelt yeah. on. God damn it
0: <laughs> Exactly. You know, you know, you're seeing that and and but I think you're right. I think all of that realism adds to it and then like I think it's the stage four one where she's doing that. And um, Gracie, who's sitting in the front passenger seat, slips under her arm to sort of stick her head in and poke her tongue out or something and then moves back out of the shot. It's just... But it's all that sort of, like, stupid, frivolous, funny stuff that is just... Like, when they rip into Marv about... um, his race food because he brought a packet of chips and Valet's like where'd you hide the chocolate where's the chocolate and he's like
1: yeah, and, then and then they're like Marv's like you've got to embrace the culture you've got to embrace the place where you're being and they're mocking him about it but they're yeah. obviously taking it on board but also the kind of camaraderie between teams, like that's yeah. the thing that was interesting. Like, and when, when they're in the pool at the end, so they say, "This is why we like Qatar." You know, we're in the they're in the they're in this pool at the end, looking out over the sea, just in in this eleven hundred pound a dollar a night hotel, just just. You know, just like just just messing around and, you know, riders from different teams and stuff, just just chilling out with each other. And yeah, just all and all the little
0: casual conversations, too. Like, I think it was the morning of stage two where everybody, has, she just went around as many teams as she could and asked them what their tactics for the day were. And yeah. And so they're all, you know, some of them are like, we're not telling you. And and um and yeah, it, it's just it's just funny. um All yeah. that sort of stuff.
1: And then the other videos, so the other videos that we saw were Gracie Elvin's. Mm. Um, and this was interesting because this is what we've had over the Australian time. You have Gracie Elvin who basically sits down and does a, um, instead of blogging, she's basically talking talking her blog, yeah, I guess. Sort of doing a,
0: a video blog, basically, where she just sits down and records for, um, you know, some, usually some of us in sort of three and five minutes her, her account of the race or the stages yeah. as she experienced it.
1: And I really, really love them because you know Gracie's not the person who's up there winning all the time. Do you know what I mean? And she's talking about you yeah, know I made a mistake there, and 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 she talks about the camaraderie and the stuff about the you know team feeling. And those are awesome. They're really, really fun. They're they're fun yep. in a different way.
0: Well, and they but, give you they give you a great insight because she'll talk a bit about the tactics and then what happened and what she thinks the definitive move on the day or whatever was and stuff like that too. It's it's good, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then you've got the Wiggle Honda videos, which they've got a new videographer this year. So there's a really different style. And and when I spoke to Rochelle before, um, uh, just before the the Aussie season started, she was saying that, you know, they've they've got someone who doesn't know anything about women's cycling, like all cycling. They're new to the whole sport. And that Mm. makes it to me, that makes it really interesting because there's all these things that you don't, you know, they've got a lot more glossy. And I mean, it's not—it's not to diss last year's videos, but I really, really like this year's videos. They—they're just—they're interesting. Um, you know what I mean? They're well, it's—it's like,
2: it's, it's just a
0: different. Light. Yeah, exactly. It's a different perspective. You're seeing it through someone else's eyes, which is, you know, part of the appeal. Because, yeah. you know, everyone's going to look for and notice different details, and—and um, and it's kind of cool. So, I, I genuinely hope that um, that we see more and more of these throughout the year. I'd love it if we got the the valet view of every race. That would be
1: amazing. Yeah, but also isn't it interesting because last year so it was Rabobank and Wiggle kind of kind of really st- you know did this did this last year mm. and then Gracie's Gracie's or Gracie did her you know Rookie series of yep. video diaries and I just feel like especially with technology becoming so much easier and stuff. I mean, this is almost, it's almost like a perfect thing for a rider to do, isn't it? Because you've got, you've got all that time sitting down, waiting for the race to start. Oh, well, let's just edit my, edit my little video. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's more and more and more. And I know I say this all the time and I've probably said this every single podcast, but it's that social media, the, the rider controlled media, you know, like, like Bravo and Wiggle control how we see the race. And, and then, you know, and then now Valé is showing us how we see the peloton, because yep. sh- I think that's the thing is she's showing us the peloton,
0: mm, you know,
1: mm. and that's yeah. That's yeah, awesome. well, exactly.
0: It's 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 you know, like like that morning when she rides through and is basically one of the things I loved is the way that she she greets as many people as possible in their own language. You know, that might be all she knows of, you know, like maybe maybe all she knows of Germany is how to say good morning or whatever, but but she's doing that. And it's, it's that thing of watching someone walk into their office, you know, like she's going to work and she's saying hello to her colleagues as she passes through the different departments, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So... <sighs> so that was that was it I mean heel fast Sharon Laws heel fast Elisa um, I, I I given up I'm just I to be honest I'm almost giving up on streaming and this is a this is a useful segue because you know the streaming for this was so frustrating knowing that it was happening live and we couldn't I mean I was at work so I guess it was less frustrating I mean thank goodness I didn't take the week off because last year I wasn't working this year deliberately so I could watch the Tour of Qatar because I love it so much this year I think I'd have just cried or something Yeah. but it's also we also have just had the cyclocross world the last weekend uh-huh god was it only last weekend was it only
0: last weekend wow
1: wow maybe it was yeah and 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 that was i don't know what happened because for the whole season cyclocross videos have been yeah this is great we've had every world cup streamed live that's wonderful you know the women's and then um you know there's been more uh, on the men's side uh uh, uh, sports that have been opening up their streams, and they showed the last just just yesterday, they showed the last B Post Bank Trophy, the Quarantine Cross Lille uh-huh. um, live for the women's. You know, I say so cool. you watch it streamed in an. You know, I think it, I don't know if it was geoed or not because I w- I wasn't in, but yeah, and and then in Worlds they just decided not to stream it live, and I think it's because you know, so for example, in Britain Eurosport had bought the rights, but Eurosport were going to show highlights packages. At nine o'clock at night. So as a result, you couldn't see the race live, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like that pisses uh, me
0: off so much. I mean, it honestly, me- it, it, it's super frustrating. I mean, I understand the sport derives quite a bit of earnings from broadcast rights. I get that, but uh, I mean, it's one of the things here in Australia when um, when we got a major, um, you know, cable TV conglomerate sort of thing, Um, we actually passed laws that – I can't remember the the official name of the act, but it's basically a use it or lose it act. So if you bought the rights to something, you had to show it, otherwise other people could
1: that's exactly i think what this is what everyone was saying was like you know we get that. we get if if they're going to show it live of course restrict the stream of course do mm. it like that but when you've got somewhere like eurosport because the thing is is the thing is is you are missing your opportunity to grow your audience yeah so you know, i bang on about the survey that we did last last in the, in the autumn but one of the things I've, I've just been i'm still plowing through the results and it's killing me but and but they're wonderful um and that's why it's taking so long because I really, really want to do it properly. But one of the things people say is is that they got into cycling through some really, you know, they just saw, happened to see it on TV. Yeah. There might have been people who would never been cycling fans, but they saw the Friends Life Women's Tour, or they saw yeah. the Olympics, or they mm. saw um, uh, when the Tour Down under, where the, where, when the when the when the were streamed live, were, were shown live on TV. You know, they saw this and they fell in love with it. Yeah. and that's the problem with with making it hard and it's not just hard it's like i i'm okay with i've got a vpn so i can i thank you to the person who bought me my vpn um so i can what thank you i really appreciate you you're wonderful um so i can kind of see the so I can kind of see the stream quite easily. And, mm. and I'm quite good at finding pirate streams. But, you know, you go to a pirate stream and it's got a black box. And if you click the wrong thing, you're straight into Russian porn. You <laughs> know, I have the adverts, so I don't see the, the adverts that come off. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, you yeah. click the cross yeah. in the wrong place and you're into something that's trying to eat your computer and it's malware infested. Or you have to download something like Olar and TunnelBear, which I understand why some people are, are anxious about putting that kind of stuff on their computer. You know, is it illegal? I still don't know if it's illegal. I assume it's not because it's on the internet, and I'd never promote something illegal. Of Consult course. your local <laughs> jurisdiction. Yes, do, do, do you know what I mean? Though it's just, it's yeah. just, it's just gutting. And the reason it was so gutting was because that race was O M G, just phenomenal, just. Oh, wow. I mean, the cyclocross season has been wonderful. We had five winners over six rounds of the Women's World Cup. And every round of the Women's World Cup, I thought that was the best race ever. So you need know, to have Coxsider, Sanna Kant's incredible. Incredibly last tactical move, and then you have Milton Keynes with Count versus Katie Compton in a you know literally photo finished sprint, and Houston Zolder, where there was more action in the last lap than there was in the entire men's races for most of the season, and Namur no more, and you know what I mean it's like these races every time we had a race, I'm like, yeah that best race ever
0: yeah. Which is uh, exactly how you want a season to go, really. So yeah,
1: yeah, and yeah. exactly how you want the world to win. And and this was the first. This was the most. Oh, I would say it's the most open world ever because usually you go into worlds and you go right. Voss versus Katie Compton. Is it Compton's Year? La la la. But Compton was sick, and Voss is carrying a hamstring injury. Poor Voss. And so it's it. But at the same time, so you've got on the one hand you've got two top favorites damaged. Hmm. Um, not irreparably, um a little bit, you know, battered. Um but then on the other hand you have your riders like Sana Kant, um who's just, you know, won the world cup won the World Cup and taken her massive step up. Yeah. And Pauline Ramprevaux, who's, you know, she this was, you know, 2014 was her year. And Katerina Nash, who was on home soil and had just been superb and Everlechner and you know what I mean you just oh my god it was so good and sometimes you start a race like that and you worry that what's going to happen is the winner will take off in you know lap one and then is just watching everyone else battle for second but this was action all the way it was so exciting it was, <laughs> it was, so, it was so exciting
0: you went to squeaky voice okay <laughs> it
1: was just It was, there was so many changes at the front and is Voss okay? Is Voss not okay? And what was interesting was listening to people's comments afterwards because, you know, at one point Fran Prevot escaped and I think Kant said, yeah, and I was, I was shadowing Voss and then I realized, no, she really is hurt. Damn it. I need to get back up there, you know? And yeah. Wow. Wow. So, and it, so it kind of came down to this incredible duel. I mean, after so many changes between Sanna Kant and Pauline Fran Prevot, um, now, Santa Kant, she's pure cyclocross. Um, up to this year, you'd say Santa Kant, her speciality is um, is sand. She's you yep. know the best, sand, best always been the best sand rider. But this year, her tactics and her strength have just coalesced into being good together. Yeah, and she's just had amazing season. I mean, maybe a little, maybe she went a little bit too hard because I think she won something like nine races in a row in November, and they were big, big races. So you know, maybe she misjudged her peaking. Right. Then you have Pauline Frampavault. Oh, Pauline Frampavault, notoriously um, not
0: good at multiple disciplines.
1: <laughs> Junior world champion twice in mountain bike, cross country, um, once in road, and once in ITT. She was always been a great cyclocross rider. She's been, I think, she's been top ten in in worlds in her first year out of juniors. Very very strong in last season on mm. the road. She. Um, her DS, kuss Moorenhout said that she she sometimes struggles with her confidence. And, and I think there is, I've said this before, but there is a problem with coming from juniors to elites. It's a very, very steep smack in the face. Yeah, yeah. But she won Flesh One On um beautifully just in it just amazingly and then she was just on some massive high she won two rounds of the cross-country mountain bike world cup and i think she was quite gutted even though she was she was on the podium for about three for for, i want to say it's from namur um and maybe houston i could be wrong about houston but definitely the last definitely hugerheide and but she couldn't didn't you know she didn't manage to get her first road mountain bike and cyclocross world cup in yeah, the same, yeah same year but she did win road world, world champs yeah so... but it's
0: it it's awkward though because she's so old and so close to retiring i mean she doesn't she doesn't <laughs> have a future she, ahead she, of her at all
1: she's still the best young rider this is the thing i'm gonna have to actually look her up i think i think she, does... she turns
0: she turns 23 this year doesn't she
1: I don't know. Let's, let's look. Let's see. You he <laughs> can hear me tapping away because this is. No, she wasn't allowed to race mountain bike. Her and Yolanda Neff weren't allowed to race na- mountain bike worlds because they um, elite worlds because they're under 23, which is one of those weird things. No, yeah, born on February the 10th, um, age 22. She will be 23 it's,
2: this year. So
0: it's her birthday. Is it. Hang on. What day is it today? Is it the 10th? Holy shit.
1: Is it, is it Fran Provo's birthday? Um, I, I, no, it's her they're... birthday
0: this week, I think. Like, the 10th is, if it's it's soon, the 10th is Tuesday.
1: Yeah, yeah it don't confuse the Australian time. I know you're in the future, but yes.
0: I know, but I get confused about how far in the future I am. But it's her birthday <laughs> on Tuesday. So, wow, happy birthday, Pauline. Um, yeah. Awesome.
1: So... Yeah. So you end up with Kant and Franfevaux and they've both ridden a really good race. They're both very different riders. Um, And one of the things that we know is that Kant knows and Pauline knows that Pauline won the road worlds in a sprint on the tarmac. And of course you come screaming around the corner and you've got to finish. A cyclocross race has to finish with a a set amount of tarmac. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. um, Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful race. And Franfevaux wins. Yep. With Santa Kant second, Santa Kent gutted, um, absolutely gutted, and Marianne Voss third um, a, 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 in a massive battle with Nikki Harris and Katarina Nash for third place. And yeah. you know, congratulations! I'm glad, I'm glad Mariana was on the podium because she, you know, uh, it's one of those Mariana force of will. I've got through this. Ah, sure, please don't, sure. please. I hope she but is relentless. Also...
0: Also, that's a fantastic podium. Like, that's a great podium. One of the things, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm not the world's biggest cyclocross fan, but I did see the results in the podium photos. One of the things I really liked about them, actually, was um, how, how clear and how strong a competitor you could tell Santa Camp was. Um, and how much it cost her to not win that race, I really liked the again, you know like I was saying earlier about the the wiggle video, um, you know the honesty of it and just like her being gutted, like you say.
1: Oh, she was so unhappy. I mean, well, so unhappy and so cold. I think this is one of the interesting things. So, so we have the podium, and you've got boss. Um, always, it's funny when you see boss going onto the third step of a podium, and you know, making jokes <laughs> like, "Does she know how to do this?" Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, and and looking a little confused and lost. <laughs> like, and you have
1: sala and you have Santa can gutted like just gutted just beyond gutted just mm. just beat itself up about this and and you know and you can say and we were saying on Twitter oh yeah you know she can be she you know she can be really proud of herself she's won the World Cup it did not matter she was gutted she was yeah. gutted beyond words and then you've got Fran Prudhoe, radiant beautiful you know, shining with happiness, laughing at when they fucked up the um the they played a very bizarre version of the uh of the French national anthem. Oh, really? Um,
2: what, yeah, one, but, one, without, it, one
0: without all the murder and blood in it. Or? I, I,
1: maybe that was it. Yeah, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe that was it. And and yeah, and but there was. And I just want to take some time to talk about this because when I was watching this, I love, I love it. I, I love it when you've got a rider who's really... I mean, I love it when a rider's happy about coming second, but I love it when you've got a rider who's really pissed off about it too, you know? I love it. Well, exactly. And so they're, they're a lot of people were... up out to me, as far as yeah, I'm a lot,
2: concerned.
1: And a lot of people were just, like, making jokes about Kant's sulky face, and it was hilarious because, oh, my God. Well, it wasn't hilarious. It's just, like, I can feel your pain. And she came off afterwards and her. Things I'm, I can't. it's She had a bit of a rant about how frustrating it is for her to be a full time cyclocross rider and getting beaten by people who she said were part timers. And again, this is one of those things. She's basically just lost the race. She's gutted. She's still on that adrenaline. She's shit. If only I had done that at that point. If only I'd done that that at that point. And I, you know, I, I kind of have. I like. I like the. I like. I like the peace and love and happy clappy stuff about cycling. You know, of course I do. But I like the. I like the honesty too. Do you know what I mean? And well,
0: it was—I think particularly when she's not attacking other people, like she's not blaming someone and saying they did something wrong, or whatever. She's expressing her frustration and her disappointment at not having
1: won. Yeah, I mean, she was she was kind of saying it's you know she was kind of talking about oh no one liked it. It's, it's not the same as Wednesday next D bar um, you know, came back for two races and one worlds last year. Mm. And it wasn't like that because you know, Fran Provo has been riding since Namur. Um Voss has been Voss, yeah, you know, sure Voss rode a, a late rose rode a delayed season, but you know, she's been injured and actually you know, this is Voss. I think if anyone's allowed to have have you know, she's so you know, seven times national so seven times World cyclocross champion, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. but again it wasn't like it wasn't like Voss had just rocked up for one race, you know, all fresh and happy. Yeah. And so and, and and I think the other thing that you have to be careful about when you're making that argument is you're basically saying full time cyclocross riders aren't as good as you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's also, it's a dangerous thing to, to try and make that particular argument. That's true. But but the thing is, you know, to me, what she said actually matters less than just the fact that, uh, for me, it's a, it's a, you know, it's the same as go back a few years. And I also celebrated this, you know, the the quite famous Chloe Hoskin comments about Pat McQuaid.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, yeah, like,
0: I like, you've come off your bike, you've done something, you might be elated, you might be absolutely gutted. It's not the moment where I expect your most thought out rational no, arguments, no, you know.
1: No, and this is this is you know, I think about it as a cab, I think about it with Lizzie Armitstead as well, you know, like like, you know, it, it's not yeah, exactly. You're not you can't be media if you're if, if you could finish a race like that, if you could finish any of those races and be media friendly mm. at the end, you're either naturally gifted at that or there's something <laughs> terribly, terribly wrong
2: and we well, should be calling
0: <laughs> and, and also, it's not like this is unique to cycling. Like, every sport, you know, if football's replete with stony-faced managers being grilled by the press after losing a game where they just sit there and say nothing, but they're contractually obliged to be in the room for 10 minutes or something. Yeah. Or they or, just
1: basically tell you all to tell the media to all fuck off yeah, all a bunch of cultures. Exactly. Leave exactly. us and fuck alone. And then throw and a chair. They or, and they haven't even been playing, you know what I mean? yeah. yeah, so, yeah. But, but, but what I found very interesting, so that so that's some context, because what I found very interesting was my co, um, who's got her Tumblr, California Streaming, wrote an essay about this because I hadn't an, – and I think this is about the bubble that you live in on Twitter, yeah, and Tumblr and, and, and the web, website. The bubble that I live in was people going, oh, my God, she's – sulky. I love her sulky face, and it comes from people who I know are deep fans and who love her and – and who respect her and who really respect that. And they're not saying, and and they're not saying, and they're saying, oh, will we see a smile. But but they're saying it in a certain way and brackets in a certain context. But Maiko obviously lives in a different sphere because she saw a lot of people going, oh, why can't she just smile? And kind of people ripping up, you know, which is a really loaded thing as a woman to hear. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I, I'm not sure... Um were some people even going on about like the SanoCat can bitch face
1: yeah yeah like kind of yeah, and i
0: assume that's related to the whole resting bitch face thing
1: yeah yeah, it, it, yeah. cuz it's a funny thing because you know i guess i mean and i think i think uh, you have to, I mean, like, A, there's a question about the context your tweets could come in. So I was thinking, I wonder if I tweeted anything that contributed, you know, that d- 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 made it sound like that. But I don't think I did. I do think that Sana Khan is absolutely adorable. She's got this fantastic asymmetric haircut. She is really, you know, she's a really kind of pretty tomboy girl. Yeah. But I'm um, then pulling Fran Prabo is this, is this kind of, you know, perfect, uh, you know, kind of, kind of, um, um, socially 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 acceptable pretty you know what i mean like like i think um, i think
0: if, it, if i think that would uh, if we were american we'd say straight from central casting you know, just Yes. Like, you yes, know.
1: exactly. I like, mean, Pauline Frant-Pavot is like you know she's she's, but they're both beautiful. That and, and Mariana Voss is beautiful. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. to me, though But and I guess that's also about my standards of beauty and stuff. But if you're looking at a media-friendly standard of beauty, you know, like Pauline with her long blonde hair mm-hmm. is 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 you know is is you know like you say straight from central casting. So I guess I. And people were making jokes about Santa Kant looking emo, but when I think she also looked fucking freezing because oh my god, it was cold. It was snowed, it was snowing, and it was yeah, oh, yeah. awful weather. This is the Czech Republic in January, guys. You know, so I really appreciated Maiko's essay because it's it's. I mean, I don't agree with everything because she's like you know she's one of her premises that you know that it, it hurts when are cycling to kind of go on about your Every Stevenses and stuff like that, which I don't really agree. I think that. There's lots, you know. As long as you're talking about every, you know, all the different strands, do you know what I mean? Different strands. Yeah. Well, uh, the
0: that's the thing. People. I think. I think the. I think the real takeaway is that uh, women's cycling is not and should not be homogeneistic. It's it's multifaceted, multi with multiple people who are all interesting in their own ways, with their own stories and and you know things to, to bring to the sport. And yeah and so you know it, it's and, and i think that really is the the thrust of the whole thing is that you know great here's here's someone who can be smiling and happy here's someone who um you know you can see where's their heart on their sleeve to a certain extent
1: awesome yeah 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 exactly and we've talked about this before with the giro rossa with the polemica about yeah. pulling you know pulling from for those you know maybe the p stands for polemica i don't yeah, know yeah. um um she's you know, she that 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 I think that. Well, on the one hand, it really annoyed me because you know people who were just banging on about poor innocent Americans being Euroed, you know, and who weren't following the race and who didn't care and didn't know anything about it. But there must be something wrong if an American hasn't won. You know, I'm sorry, I know some people are going to get that's not why I was angry. But, you know, <laughs> I know that's very I and I am not saying it's everyone. You know what I mean? Um, but but yeah. I, but in a way, having that kind of polemica, if, if that makes people watch it then that's much more, you know, do you know what I mean? That's, that, yeah, that's
0: no, exactly. good for I mean, sport. We, we literally called that episode last year Hooray for Polemica, I think. So, you know, it's, it's exactly that. Like, a bit of controversy is good. Um, a bit of variety is good. Uh, uh, um, people to to love and and not love and whatever is all good. You know, some people like Cav, some people hate Cav. Uh, I have no problem with either. Um, you know, I, I'd like to I'd love it if it turned out to be uh, the beginning of a, a long rivalry, you know.
1: That's yes, awesome. and, and, and I mean, and Pauline, Pauline just, I don't know, she's just like, she, she seems to be just very good at attracting, attracting polemica magnets. Yay, uh, I love that. Yeah, I wonder so if there's cool. a
0: correlation between, you know, the straight from central casting and the fact that she's winning everything at the <laughs>
1: moment. Well, I think there's something about her being French too. Um, so, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, for what it's worth, I love the French, <laughs> and
1: particularly, I do too.
0: particularly, sent send me vast reserves of wine and cheese. <laughs> that's I know, but, that's fine by me. Know,
1: you, like, but you look at like what the Americans think about the French. You know, we can't oh. call it French oh, fries. Oh, yeah. We got to call...
0: You can't pretend the English don't have a story in history when it comes to
1: them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, at least, but you know, at least we get thrashed by them in the rugby and stuff like that. I don't know what's going on in right rugby. Um, UCI things, let's bang on because we do have, because we, we don't right, want right. to keep people up all night. Um, but yeah, UCI things. Um, one of the things they announced at the Cyclocross World, just before Cyclocross Worlds, was that the Cyclocross World Cup next year is going to go to North America, which is. Amazing for the sport. It's going to go to Cross Vegas, which is not that's not the race I would have chosen. I'd have had one of the East Coast races. Um but you know, it's still good. And then it's going to go to Montreal in Canada um for uh for a race. Um sadly we don't get the Milton Keynes Round of the World Cup next year because um the park that it's being held in is being used for some rugby. Yeah, stuff
0: scheduling clash with is it the rugby world cup or something no, yeah basically
1: the it's, it's like going to be a, a a fan zone for the rugby world cup in the park don't think they can cope with two massively muddy thousands of people there but they but simon burney the wonderful simon burney whose voice rocks on the um on the World's coverage. Really, really that man, he's great. So much fun. So snarky as well. Oh. Like little, he can't say after the men's race, well if the men's race is half as good as that, this is going to be a really the best worlds ever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, um it's so good news there. And also more good news, they're at they're going to next year's worlds is going to have an under 23 category for women. Now it's not going to be in the men's under 23 means from juniors to under 23s. For women next year it's going to be juniors and under 23 right. women. But but it's still that's a real step up. Um it's it's fantastic for the sport. It's it's really, really, really good, you know, really exciting stuff. And hopefully it can move to more categories later on. And also maybe hopefully we can see an under 23 category on the road as well in the future. So yeah. Ooh. Hurrah. Um, that's yay for the UCI. Oh, more cyclocross. Um Ellen Van Looy yesterday won um the, the last round of the B Post Bank Trophy. And no, she didn't. She won the entire series of the B Post Bank Trophy. I think Kent won the last round. The Corazon Cross, Cross Lille. Um congratulations, Ellen. That's that's you know, really, really good work. Um her really stepping up. And yeah, and yeah, and UCI, bad news. Last week was also the paracycling, the the Newport Paracycling yeah. Cut. I was too ill to go. I'm sorry. I really wanted to go to it. It's always good riding, but we do have some videos. But um, interesting, also an announcement about paracycling last week from the International Paracycling Committee. You may remember that for the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games, for some reason, the UCI forgot to ask the International Paracycling Committee if paracycling could be part of the game, part of the Paralympics.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: They missed the deadline. They, it's like you had one job in para cycling, and yeah, they missed the deadline. And they had to go to the second round, and they did get in. But the IPC have said basically the UCI needs to give more opportunities for para cyclists to to race. Or in the future, we're not going to have para cycling in the Paris Paralympics. Yeah, and that's 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 fantastic. I mean, it's 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 awful on the one hand because it's a symptom of, of of really how little racing there actually is for the poor paracyclists, um, I mean poor paracyclists because they can't race um, and on the other hand it's fantastic that the IPC have, have had a look at this and I think you know, again, I think I think if the UCI had just put put it in normally, no one would have paid attention to yeah, it. Do you know what I mean?
0: Exactly. But uh, the fact that
1: they were late. And then okay, let's have a look at this. How many races do they have? Well, I mean, do we still know whether the paracycling world track world champs is actually happening? Um, you know, it, it's still not you know, I'm looking at the web, website right now and I can't really, can't really see
2: tell.
1: can't really tell that much about it. And yeah, yeah and and you know Newport is one, 20, 26th, twenty sixth, twentieth, and ninth of March. It's still down as Apple Dawn in the Netherlands, even though the track is going to be up.
2: Mm, mm. And, you, and uh,
0: that's the thing that I I really took away from it is um, I think it's good that they're sort of being called to account and and being told, come on, you know, you can't pretend that you're managing this sport when you're not providing races and. And whatever, so
1: yeah, 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 and and literally for the last couple of years we've got no, you know, we just don't, we just don't know when, when, when's it, when's it happening, man. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like what's happening? Riders don't know when they're going to have races, and and a race like Newport is, well, it's not, it's not point. It doesn't have, it doesn't have points towards an. Olympic Paralympic qualifications so you know which teams are going to send people last year American riders were funding themselves to get over to get overseas but you know it's yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah it's, it's 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 great that the IPC you're doing your job you're saying we want to develop parasite Paralympic Sport right get to it and you know paracycling is so much fun and we really you know Commonwealth countries are lucky because we had it in the Commie Games last year but you know, like, well, and then the Dutch are lucky because the Dutch fed send a team over to Newport and they take it really, really seriously. But, you know, not everyone comes from the Commonwealth country or the Netherlands.
0: Exactly, exactly. And also, like every other part of the sport, if they want this to grow, then they've got to actually show some interest and be involved. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's, it, I mean, honestly, it's just fucking time that the ECI grew up.
1: Yeah. I mean but you know like like I mean the thing is the thing I'm taking from this all is that things still need to change but they are changing you know what I mean like like it's and I think the other thing is that that when change happens okay right we've proved that change can happen over here with cyclocross now let's take that through we've you know we the, the changes that are being talked about for the women's racing and they're having their first strade bianche oh strade bianche, I can't wait <laughs> they're having like the first women's team conference So, you know, to kind of get together and talk about stuff that's happening because, you know, all the the biggest teams are going to be there. Yeah. So it's it's like it's like I think I think one of the things is 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 I am not in favor of change happens slowly. I'm not I'm not that girl. You know, I don't believe in it. I've worked in my my job background is about cultural change. I, I don't I don't buy those arguments. But you know, but 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 it is good to have be able to point over there and go, Hey look, well the change is happening over there, let's bring that change over here. Yeah, let's bring everything exactly. in line, let's raise the bar to the you know, to the top. So yeah. Exactly. So, and and
0: I think there are examples around, you know. I mean we talk about it often enough, but it's partly because she does this um, this great job. You know, Monique Hanley and Cycling Victoria are an excellent example from around the world um to to how you can lead change in practical ways. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, there are some videos from Newport and some photos and I've put them and all the links to everything we've talked about of course are going on our site, ProWomen'scycling.com. We've got a video from the Cadillac's Great Ocean Road Race, which was a ah oh, awesome, wasn't it? That was that was that was um Rach Rach Nalan winning that one. That was ah. interesting. Um other things tracky um, Ellen van Dyke. Uh, so because cycling news were out at uh, Qatar, we had tons of really, really good content coming out of them. They had a really good round table of of riders talking about the state of the sport, and they asked Ellen Van, they asked who's more and how about what is it like being a DS with both Voss and Pauline Prampou on your team? And they also asked Ellen Van Dyke what she thought about the hour record. Yep. And I'm super I mean, I don't know if you remember my rant about. When the hour kind of kicked off again last year, guys saying, women should ride the hour. Why aren't more women riding the hour? They should ride the hour. It's it's a really good thing. Why aren't, and the kind of slightly accusatory, not from everyone, but from a subset of slightly accusatory tone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Ellen has said yeah she definitely the the hour is definitely on her list she's been researching it it won't be until after 2016 because this is not something you can just rock up and do this is it if you want to do it properly you've got to train for it you've got to prepare for it you've got to change your style of writing you've got to racing you've got to work really really hard for it yeah and I really like seeing that because like someone told me yeah the hour it only costs about 350 quid because that's how much it costs to hire the velodrome on the day and it's yeah like, and,
0: and then everyone's like oh you know uh, uh, any, any pursuit trackie can do it or whatever, and it's like, yeah, no, not quite the same thing.
1: Well, either it's a really important thing that it takes a lot of effort and work, yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and is and something to really go for, or it's something that any pursuit trackie can just rock up and, and, and win. Yeah. Like, it can't both at once, can it?
0: Well, you know, you wouldn't think so, but apparently in some people's minds, yes, it can
1: but he, and, and sarah story dame sarah story is is, is going for the hour at, at the revolution in february um i must find out that exact date um and that's and that's great but you know again she's been practicing and training for it she's not just rock, you know sarah story is not just rocking up to do it you know to to to, to 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 attempt it and yeah and i don't i don't i don't understand why i don't understand why you know when, when they had the it was uh, talked talked about it um Oh, maybe it happened already and I missed it. I have no idea. God, I'm rubbish.
0: No, no.
1: February's revolution series round in London. Let's see. Revolution. Let's see when the next revolution series round is. Da, da, da. Bam, 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 bam. I'm so sorry, dear listener. <laughs> I'm rubbish. <laughs> I, I'm i not well. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm a sick, sick girl. <laughs> It's winter, man. Cycling revolution. Um, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> I'm just going to cry because it just doesn't tell us. Twenty seventh to twenty eighth of Feb. That, yeah,
0: That's weeks away.
1: Might be live. Wow. So yeah, but you know, but do, do you know what I mean? Like when, when that was announced, and they said, and they had Alex Dowsett saying, blah 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 blah. It will cost him at least five grand. Yeah. And and again that's like something where I guess for someone like Fabian Cancellara, five grand is nothing. But 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 you know, and you can probably screw it out your sponsors. But I love, I love, 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 love that story's going for it because, you know, she's um she's always been pushing that boundary again between paracycling and able bodied cycling and what you can achieve. And she's a very you know, she's a mother, she's she's got she's a very she's a very media friendly person personality, you know what I mean? Um but then yeah, it's yeah, I yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about Ellen saying that she wants to go for it, but I'm also very excited about her saying, if I do it, I'm doing it properly, god damn it.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and yeah. I, I, you know, it's a fair point, and, and that's the thing. Like, I get that people enjoy it as a spectacle, but it's, it's you know, it's an athletic spectacle. It's not a, you know, it's not, it's not like you can just, I don't know, suck down a mouthful of kerosene and spit fire.
1: Well, but also the idea that the hour is a way to get people into cycling. I'm not being funny, and I know that I haven't. I know that people disagree with me because I'm not. You know, the Pursuit is never going to be the first event I'd watch. I mean, I'd watch it before I watched the Kilo. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, the Pursuit is never going to be the first event I'd actually watch. Um, but I, I don't see how it can attract people because it's not that. Interesting. It's not the. It's not a spectacle, is it? Like, oh no. look like watching someone go round and round the velodrome literally for an hour is not is not what i yeah yeah yeah, i i I can imagine yeah i can imagine there are better ways to get newbies into the sport
0: (laughs) yeah well i would think so but you know i mean maybe some people prefer the the sense of hypnosis that comes with it i don't know i mean
1: yeah 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 but yeah so um (laughs) So yeah, I mean, watch out for Sarah Story's hour record. Um, I, I, it would be awesome if she won it. It will be awesome. Otherwise, it'll get a lot. It, you know, it'll get, will get media. But yeah, but, yeah. but you know, bring on your Voss. Um, bring on your, bring on your Ellen Van Dyke attempt in 2017. Basically. <laughs> so yeah. Um, what else? Were anything else you've liked?
0: Honestly, mate, I think that catches me up at the moment. I, I, I mean, like we said at the top, it's, it's sort of easing into the pre-season. There's a lot going on, but. You know, I think I think those are all the main things, aren't they?
1: Yeah. And have you started your virtual director sportif um
0: I I have got my team? long, long list. So like I'm I'm sort of I've got my rough mental long list of who I'm interested in looking at and I've got to go through and actually work out, you know, how how I can reconcile my dreams with the available points. Um you know, Yeah,
1: I, I, mm. I do recommend for anyone who's never played a virtual director sportive game. We we'll never play a women's one. The podium cafe one is marvelous. It's very. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's it's yeah. It's complicated like all of them are. But I think it's actually less complicated than others. There are other games. The Chica Bike game is also also on CQ. Also has its fans. But I like the VDS game just because you 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 pick your one team. It's it does involve a bit of maths, but not too much maths. And um, yeah, it, it's great. I mean, I can't talk because I told everyone they should put Olga Zavala Skyer in their team last year she was a bargain and then she got popped for doping oops <laughs> oops. and I also said everyone should put Emma Pooney in their team this is her year she's definitely going to do really well well she did and then she retired <laughs> but I did say you should buy Barbara Gurishi for two points because that was really really worth it um, I, I, I did so, have one.
0: so the one good prediction outweighs all the others okay cool
1: my predictions last year were terrible. I was awful and rubbish and wrong. And well, I think what, what does I it think...
0: say on um, investment guides too, though? Like past performance is not an indicator of future performance.
1: So in previous in previous yeah. years, I, I in previous years I was once leading the competition for a couple of weeks in classic for a week, probably in classic season a couple of years ago, and then it hit the stage races, and I realised, yeah. And um, there's a top tip: if you're going to enter these these games, remember that women's cycling races. Are more skewed towards the sprinters and the kind of classic stars, classic stars. Yeah. So I think when I had a you aren't Emma Johansson combination, that was when I, that was when I did really well because, um, but you also, but when the stage races are more sprint, you know, more sprinty classicsy than your pure power climbers who are wonderful, but there's only really one race for them.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh well, you know, if it's, if it's only one race though, then your job is just to make the most of that race, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, coming up before, so before I'm Luke on the twenty eighth of. February, we've got track world champs on the 18th to 22nd of Feb we've got the women's tour of New Zealand on the 18th to 20th Feb and then the 25th of Feb to the 1st of March is well to Costa Rica, Um, the hour record on 27th on the revolution and yeah loads of stuff and more videos on our site pro see Evie Stevens in the velodrome doing wind tunnel fun, see Caroline Buchanan's next generation young uh, young BMX Squad for young girls. It's yeah. There's so much to happen, so much happening, and yeah. Keep keep following us. Please keep following us.
2: <laughs> thanks for <laughs>
0: thanks following. for hanging out with us. And um and don't forget if um if you're enjoying uh, Pigeons Sarah's uh, ongoing series Pigeons underscore Pigeons on um on Twitter um, of interviews with writers and and cycling folks behind the scenes. That you can also support her through her Patreon page and help help keep that going. And, um, yeah, thanks Thanks for joining us for what is promising to be a pretty
2: exciting 2015. We'll talk yeah, to you again soon.
1: Thank you for listening.